When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you know whenever we are live. And also don't forget to rate, review wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Saul Bookman. Saul, how you doing today? Not too bad. Not too bad when you're watching a game like that. That was pretty fun last night. We did. We got ourselves an amazing game last night, an amazing performance from Devin Booker. It was so much fun to watch, but we weren't the only ones talking about Devin's performance last night. Our friends over at CHGA were also talking about Devin's 51 point on 20 of 25 shooting performance last night. They basically dedicated an entire postgame show to Devin. So let's take a listen real quick, shall we? Bulls lose to the Phoenix Suns 132-113. Only thing I liked about that were the Suns jerseys. My God. Oh, yeah. Well, we all just got to watch (laughs) Devin Booker drop 51. Yes. In three quarters. Yes. So that was cool, guys. That was always fun. He was cooking. I mean, he was on fire. All right. He was doing his damn thing. And the way he even got to 51, the last two. The steal and the dunk. Uh, yes, just uh, yes. I'm gonna go ahead and do all this because 51. they took away what would have been his 50th yes. point bucket on that curl around screen. Correct. Just swishing another three. And then when he got it, it said, "Ah, we'll take that." 51 and three quarters. I hated everyone tonight, from the top to the bottom, from Reinsdorf to AK to Billy to the players. I hated everybody, every last one of them tonight. They all they all get hate, 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 hate. But that, Devin Booker was that's, awesome. That's coming from Mr. Positivity. Yeah, they here. suck. Everybody. No, everybody failed. <laughs> everyone failed tonight terribly. And and I can point to everyone. Like, whatever problem you want to point to, it, it was no just one person. It was no, this was the organizational loss. <laughs> everybody got their ass whooped tonight, man, from the top to the bottom, all of them. I didn't like the way the guy set out the jerseys for the Bulls tonight. I, he sucked at that, too. I didn't like the way they handed him the towels tonight. He sucked at <laughs> that, too. Everybody sucked. I didn't like the way the dude flew the plane. Everybody sucked, man. Everybody was trash tonight. They all get some. Mr. Positivity couldn't even find nice things to say about anybody but Devin Booker. It was that dominant of a performance. Yeah, I love those guys. Matt Peck and, and Big Dave and Will Gottlieb, they do a fantastic job over there. And um, you know what What I respect the most uh, out of them is that they've seen greatness, obviously, in Michael Jordan. They've followed the Bulls. They've had Derrick Rose. They've seen great players. And the fact that they dedicated a, a large portion of their show to basically talking about Devin Booker tells you how much of a reach Devin Booker could possibly have across the landscape of the NBA if people would just pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) That's half the battle, right? We got to make people pay attention a little bit more to Devin. They even named him Draft King, King of the Game, Saul. I know. It's incredible. Like we thought, how could you not? You know, you you showed me a tweet yesterday about um, somebody had posted some stuff about, uh, you know, uh, Reddit, Bulls Reddit. And it was like 
Bulls fans were like, oh, this Devin Booker guy's pretty good. <laughs> Hello? They were straight. No, I listen, I respect Bulls fans for what they said in that post because they were basically like, man, do you guys remember when we were trying to say Book wasn't even better than Zach Levine? Do you remember when we were just trying to say that Book didn't even play defense and Book didn't do this or that or whatever? And they were like, we were wrong. Yeah, And that, I respect the hell out of that because even, I don't even know if Suns fans can do that on a regular basis. It's hard. It's not something that's easy to to admit when you were wrong about something. Most people want to double down, which we do see a lot in the mainstream, like national well, media. We'll get into that, but props to, be, to them. To be honest and truthful, like I was, I wasn't a, a complete Booker doubter, but I, I did think he was getting a lot more love than deserved because of the team's record. Um, and basically he was, he was the only one. Right. And so I was like, well, how good is this guy? You know, like we're, we're never going to know until they're in the thick of, of, of a playoff race or, you know, battling for something that's actually worth talking about as opposed to, Oh, can they get to 20 wins this season so they can avoid the top, you know, pick in the draft. You know what I mean? And the last four years, obviously have changed that narrative completely for not only myself, but a lot of other fans that maybe had doubts. And I wouldn't say doubts in terms of like, I don't think Devin Booker is going to be good. It was just doubts in terms of like, some people were already putting him up in the upper echelon of everything. And I was like, bros only played like three seasons and he's good. He's really, really good. Don't get me wrong, but I, I didn't know how good he could possibly be because I wasn't ready to, to to put his face on the Mount Rushmore of of all time Suns players. And the last four years, he's not only put his face there; he's on top. He is the guy. And it and this is just another example. And we're going to get into it heavily because this is going to be a Devin Booker heavy episode. You know, I wonder if some of that doubt that you were kind of talking about, or just kind of second guessing, if you will came from narratives around book too. You know what I mean? Like, was it starting to bleed over to make us question, well, are, are they right? Are we wrong? Are we, you know, like, is this guy not as good as we all think he is or can be? I wonder if there's a little bit of truth to that statement too. Maybe it's a little bit of both, to be honest, but it, it, it you can't could deny be. that sometimes narratives will sink in, right? For sure. It could be, but I really do believe that um, had Monty Williams and Chris Paul not not come here, and I'm not saying they're the difference, but I do. You've seen Devin Booker grow parts of his game every year. I talked about that last night, um, and I don't know if he gets there. Listen, if Igor Kokoshkov is still the coach, he doesn't get there. Th that doesn't happen. Like because everything was all about Devin Booker, and there he never really it never really seemed like he was challenging Devin to be the very best version of him. In, in multiple phases of his game. It was just about scoring, basically. Whereas now, um, you know, because of uh, Chris Paul being in the fold and kind of, uh, you know, teaching him to a degree um, uh, about like, hey, this is what I do. This is how I approach this. This is why this is so important. And those small little details along the way that have really accentuated Devin Booker's game as an all-around player now. Like, it's it's foolish and careless for anyone that is talking about the NBA or the, or these players to label Devin Booker as just a scorer now, because he's not. He's a total all-around player. He's great on both sides of the ball. And again, we're going to get into that here in a second. All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive right on in. First up, we're going to start with 
this uh, clip from the Old Man and the Three podcast with JJ this, Reddick. This was on Monday, so this yes. was before the Kings game and before last night's game. Just to be clear, I don't know that anyone's even really talking about him nationally. We kind of take it for granted because he is so consistent, night to night, and he he just he gives you those numbers year after year. Now I think it starts with him. And then the other guy, I have a question about that I, for you. Yeah, is, yeah, it, go ahead. is this the year that we finally, you've mentioned it. You mentioned it a little bit last year. Is this the year that we finally talk about book and the MVP conversation? If they continue this? Well, I, I mean, he, I, I can't remember the exact, the exact voting numbers, but I, I do. I do think that book Tatum and Doncic were four, five, and six in some particular order last year. So he, he got some love last year. He was first team all NBA last year. Um, and I, a lot of that, he had a spectacular individual season, but a lot of that is tied to team success. Um, but I, I don't know. I wouldn't put him in the MVP conversation right now, even though, again, the Suns are 13 and six and and first in the West. I, I just think Giannis and Tatum have been so dominant in the East. And those two teams in particular look like the two best teams in basketball. So yep. I have a hard time putting book, you know, in the, in the upper tier right now. And that's not a knock on book. I, again, he's been spectacular. Well, uh, Lindsay, you're muted. <laughs> so like you said, Zal, this was before Monday night's game, obviously before last night's game, I would hope that JJ Reddick has changed his mind a smidge about putting him in that conversation my biggest beef with this, even looking at it from a Sunday night perspective, is, um, and I know this is nitpicking, okay? I get it, but I'm going to do it anyway. I wish that J.J. Redick had said, I'm not willing to put him in the top tier of MVP ladders yet, but I think he can be in the conversation. Because him saying he's not in the conversation, I think, is... He let's be honest, JJ Reddick is influential when it comes to top NBA media personalities talking about people in the NBA. He's got pull. And him saying that book shouldn't be in the conversation is detrimental to Devin because people are going to be like, oh, well, look at JJ Reddick. He's a former athlete. He knows what he's talking about. He doesn't even think Devin should be in the conversation. Had he said he's not in my top one or two or three right now, but he's in the conversation, I would have felt a lot better about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree that's a little nitpicky because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're at game 20 of the season, 21 of the season. So he's just saying right now he has these two as the clear front runners and nobody else is really close. And I'm okay with that at the time. Now, you back that up with what you just saw the last two times Devin Booker has taken the court and you, you have to revamp. And that's what this is going to be all season long now. Um, but J.J. Redick, again, to your point, the problem with Devin Booker is that he has not gotten a lot of love nationally. And, and, and he hasn't gotten a lot of love nationally earlier enough. And because of that, he's been behind the eight ball from a perspective standpoint. And a lot of people just disregard Devin Booker. He says that Devin Booker makes it basically look easy. And, and you do take it for granted that he's going to give you at least 25 every single night. Right now he's averaging a, a career high 30. Um, and, and, and you just kind of disregard him for that. And, and I don't understand why. It's more e it's easier to disregard somebody like a Giannis because you see it every single night, and he has one MVP. 
usually when you win an MVP, people just by nature want to give it to somebody else after that, right? Um, we saw that with Michael Jordan multiple times. Michael Jordan was clearly the best player in the NBA, but, you know, Carl Malone. Like, and you, he you took that first up. <laughs> <laughs> so um so that but that's part of this conversation and i wonder what jj reddick's gonna say now um after seeing these two performances because that that does change the narrative distinctly 44 yeah. and 51 cannot be ignored on back-to-back nights you just can't ignore it and you have to understand that devin booker possesses the same skill and the same ceiling as these other superstars. And I think for a long time, people didn't want to admit that. They have to admit it now. They have to look at it right in the eyes now. The 70 points in Boston, cool. I can understand how some people want to disregard that. Bad team. They were trying to, you know, pad the stats for them, all this other, whatever, whatever. 51 through three quarters on 80% shooting is the most absurd thing you're ever going to see in the NBA. The last time in the last 25 years, anybody did that, was James Harden when he played for the Rockets. Like, it's a big deal. And James Harden won the MVP, so. And not to mention, he only got to the line six times, I believe. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was six. So it's not like he was getting to the free throw line to help contribute a ton to that point total there. And the three quarters, like, that, it was just really impressive in the way that which he did it because I saw so many people on Twitter talking about how this is not necessarily that it was quiet, it just more so that it felt so easy. Yeah. Like Devin getting 51, it wasn't like he was out there like, I mean, he was balling his ass off, don't get me wrong, but it, it didn't feel like it was difficult for him to get to that 51. It felt like it was like, oh, Devin's just out here having a good time. And he's got 51 points in, in three quarters, that too, which I think was pretty cool to see. And I don't know, I just, I just hope it changes a little bit I, I think J.J. Redick is phenomenal. I've loved him being in, in this side of his career, him talking about basketball yeah. now, uh, post his playing career. He's been great. Again, I do hope that we get a little bit more uh, love for book from him the moving thing, forward. The thing about him, though, is that when J.J. speaks, number one, obviously from a player's perspective, number two, the way he articulates things doesn't make me feel like he has some type of a bias towards anybody. Um, I think he calls it like he sees it, but he does it in a very thoughtful way. And that's why he's got such a huge following. You know, he's the anti Patrick Peterson. Fuck you, Pat, just so you know. Um, <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. Uh, he, you know, he's, he's, he's got his reasonings to why he thinks player A, B, and C are a little bit different and why he has them ranked the way they are. So I'm okay with what he said on Monday. I want to hear what he has to say next and if that narrative has changed because I do feel like this is going to be a battle between about five different guys throughout the remainder of the season for many different reasons. When you're talking about Booker, Giannis, Tatum, and then you throw in Doncic, um, you know, all four of them have a case, but they all have cases in different ways. And that's that's the thing that we're going to keep our eye on for the rest of the season. And then you can even throw in John Morant to a degree as well. So uh, this is going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. I think, again, the most important thing now is, is that the national media recognizes that Devin Booker needs to be in the conversation now, not in March, not in February when it's already, you know, we're a couple months or a couple weeks away from the end of the season. We're talking about right now in December, early enough for him to get the love. So that way, next week, when they play the Boston Celtics, people will look for this matchup 
across the country and want to see what these two dudes are all about when they face off against each other because that does matter. It does. It absolutely does. You know, I will give JJ Reddick a little bit of love here. If you guys haven't listened to that episode, you should go back and listen to it because there's a whole segment in there about the Suns. He gave some love to campaign and what he's been able to do in Chris Paul's absence. He gave some love to Mikkel Bridges, who, of course, I believe is still a contributor for them on that podcast. Um, so it was, a, it was a good listen. So highly recommend you guys go check it out. At the very least, listen to the little segment about the Suns in there because it was a lot of positive stuff from him. So on the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, do you want to guess what Devin's odds are for MVP? I'm going to assume they jumped up a little bit from last night. I'm going so, to say 3,500. Close, but no. So last week when we talked about this, uh, it was 4,500. And then I think the next day it had dropped to 4,000. Uh, it's 2,500 now. 2,500. 2,500. So in the span of like oh, five days, it has almost been cut in half. Wow. I wow. know. So um, so he is uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So we've got Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic, and then Devin Booker. And then John Morant is tied with Book at that 2,500 mark. All right. There's some, in, there's some inconsistencies there that we can, we can discuss. But okay. <laughs> you do you, DraftKings. Well, at, at least I'm just saying from a from book side, it has like, if you guys got in on uh, last week when we were telling you on the draft and sportsbook app to put a futures bet down on book at 4,500, if he wins, y'all are going to get a way bigger payout than the rest of us who maybe hadn't put a futures bet down on that. So this is just yet another reminder because these odds will probably drop again in the near future. If you have not already downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you should do that now. And when you sign up, make sure you use that promo code PHNX. Because when you use that promo code, you can place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game. And if they do, you're going to get $150 in free bets. Those $150, you could put $25 down on a futures bet for Devin MVP. You could put a whole, all $150 down. Make your payout even bigger, but you should definitely get in on the action because it's a heck of a lot of fun. And just a reminder, again, that's code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, I want to remind you guys, on Saturday, our oh. friends over at Four Peaks are going to have a heck oh, of a lot of fun. <laughs> so you're going to be there, right? I will be there early in the morning. We open up at 7 o'clock over there at Four Peaks. Uh, they'll have a brunch menu. They'll have the regular menu as well. They'll have kilt lifters for 3 bucks, wow wheats for $3, all the drink specials you want, all the food specials you want. It's going to be a fun time as the U.S. takes on the Netherlands, who my resident expert, Max, says has a great opportunity opportunity to advance to the quarterfinals um, of the World Cup, which would be a significant achievement here in U.S. soccer history. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. Also, in addition to that, because we have hit December and it is December 1st, they have the coolest box ever. It's basically a beer advent calendar. It's their festival box. You got to check it out. It's Huge. We showed it last night on the show. Uh, we're going to crack one open later on today to start that advent calendar. It's so much fun. Um, remember, if you're going to drink, drink responsibly. You must be 21 and over to uh, partake in any beverages from Four Peaks. Uh, but this is this is a tremendous time to be a fan of not only World Cup soccer, but also beer. Because yay beer. 
Who doesn't love beer? You know, I was thinking, so last night I was like, those advent calendars could be a really good Christmas gift or a gift for yourself for Christmas to kind of start the holiday spirit off, right? It would also be a really good like host gift, right? Like your friends, oftentimes you have like friends Christmas parties where you do gift exchanges or white elephants. That would be a great white elephant gift to bring to a Christmas party or to whoever's hosting the Christmas party. Just don't wait until like the 20th to give it to them because that's a lot of beer to drink in one day. (laughs) Right. You could drop it off a little early. I mean, technically you could do it in January too. You might miss a day, but it'd still be fun. True. True. All right. So continuing on, on our conversation around Devin Booker and his uh, MVP conversations. So real quick. All right. So, so we've kind of inadvertently, we're kind of attacking the Devin Booker problem in terms of MVP, right? The first part was kind of the national narrative and the national perspective and getting the love nationally. All right. That was step one. Step two, Lindsay, would be that Devin Booker is only an offensive player. Oh boy. (laughs) So here is a clip from Rob Perez recently about Devin Booker and why he is not atop his list in the MVP race. Into the A tier is going to be Devin Booker, who I have slightly behind Tatum. And the difference there, the only reason why I have Tatum first and Booker second is I've seen just a little bit more from Tatum on the defensive side of the ball. So I value two-way basketball, and as a result... He takes. He's also a lot more efficient with the ball. He hasn't been turning it over as much as Devin Booker has. But they're both putting up points. They're carrying their teams. What the case is made in that regard? Okay, couple things. All right. Number one, uh, Devin Booker handles the bar ball more and initiates the offense more than Jason Tatum does. Okay, so by nature your turnover percentage is probably going to be a little bit higher than somebody that doesn't have to do that, really. When Jason Tata touches the ball, yeah, he can make plays for other players. Don't get me wrong. He's he's a great all-around player, but he's not the initiator of offense as much as Devin Booker is. The percentages tell you that. Uh, second of all, defense. And that's where Rob Perez loses Lindsey Smith. <laughs> well, I, like, okay, I just wonder – is this just based off of what you've been watching recently? Maybe you've missed a few things. Did you go look at like stats and things of that nature? Because it doesn't, the math ain't mathing to me, right? No. So I'm on NBA.com right now. I'm looking at the advanced stats and I'm under players and defense. And there's a list of the top 50 guys. And Devin is on this list, but Jason Tatum is not. And then you also have a stat, Saul, that yeah, so- also shows Devin's defensive efforts this year. when you look at uh efficiency ratings and if you look at 538 uh, player efficiency ratings or their war um jason tatum and devin booker are neck and neck at four and five jason tatum being at four devin booker is at five uh offensively jason tatum's offensive rating is higher and when you look at the the shooting percentages um across the uh, across the board um that that bears out to be true right like that's fine uh, he's he's almost about a point and a half higher than devin booker but on the defensive side devin booker's defensive efficiency rating <clears throat> is almost a full point higher than jason tatum's so you can't sit there and tell me that you value two-way basketball and then say that the reason why you have Jason Tatum ahead of Devin Booker is because of defensive basketball. When Devin Booker's numbers tell you that he's a far better defender than Jason Tatum is at this point, like people get enamored with the the length of Jason Tatum and 
again, I'm not trying to take anything away from Jason Tatum. I think he's a phenomenal basketball player. Um, But when you're looking at the metrics, when you're looking at the numbers right now, Devin Booker is uh, he's tied his career high in terms of averages for steals per game. He's got his career high in terms of blocks per game. Uh, Positioning wise, defending uh, the other team's best defenders. That's something we would have never seen Devin Booker do about four or five years ago. Now he's taking on those challenges. Last night, we're talking about Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. Zach Levine, like we just said earlier, was supposed to be that next guy. He was the one because he was, he's got all the the highlights. He's, he can dunk and all this other stuff, right? Devin Booker's a better basketball player than Zach Levine. Why? Because he does it at both ends of the court. If you watched how many times Devin Booker just went right by multiple Bulls defenders last night, including Zach Levine, you would see why. That doesn't happen against Booker. Booker is not a liability on defense like a lot of people assume he is because of what they saw four or five years ago. He's so much more improved than that, and people need to start recognizing that. It just... It is what it is. Devin Booker's a very good defensive basketball player, whether you like it or not. Oh, and he can drop 50 on your head. People, wake up. I think this might, honestly, honestly, I think this might go back to the narratives. Again, I know I keep bringing this up, but these type of things can stick with players throughout their career. Things that pe- <clears throat> Things that were said about them early on in their careers can stick with them longer than they should. And I think this is one of those moments where it's like in previous years, Devin didn't play defense in the way that he plays defense. Now in previous years, he wasn't as good of a defender as he is now. But I think what we're missing is that not we, because Suns fans obviously were watching night in and night out every single season, but people who maybe only tune in every once in a while and they miss a few games here and there, or just don't want to pay attention as much as the rest of us do over here. Find that kind of, um, what's the word? The confirmation that they're looking for that supports this idea that Devin doesn't play defense at a high level. And there are games, sure, where where defensively he's not the best that he is normally during throughout a season. But maybe they look for those things. Not intentionally. Sometimes it could just be... Again, subconsciously, something they're looking to support what they said years ago because they don't want to come out and change their mind for whatever reason or they don't want to admit that they were incorrect for whatever reason. And they're not even necessarily incorrect. You know, he, we just have to give him credit where credit is due that he has evolved as a player. He has worked on his game. He's added to his bag. And I think that's all that it is that we're asking for here. Yeah, no, I without a doubt. Um, the the Jason Tatum versus Devin Booker argument is, uh, it feels like it's it's Devin Booker goes through these cycles, right? Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, and now we're at Jason Tatum. But Jason Tatum's probably the 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 first one who has actual legitimacy to MVP consideration at the same time Devin Booker does because Jason Tatum is playing on the best team in basketball right now. And you can't take that away from him. He's a valuable part of that. But let's just break down the numbers across the board. Okay. In my estimation, as we speak today, yes, Jason Tatum has the slightest edge over Devin Booker because of the team record overall. um, And because of his own individual improvement uh, from last year to this year. Okay. 
But here's the averages. They're both averaging about 36 minutes a game, okay? And I'm just going to give you averages. I'm not going to give you, like, the specific 27.895% or any bullshit like that, right? I'm just going to give you general numbers. Uh, Devin Booker averages 29. Jason Tatum averages 31. Booker averages about five five rebounds a game. Jason Tatum averages close to eight. Uh, Booker averages about six assists a game. Uh, Jason Tatum is at about five. Uh, actually, about 4.5. Steals per game, about even at one. Blocks per game, uh, Jason Tatum's at 1.1. Devin Booker's at 0.5. Then when you get to field goal percentage, they're both shooting almost identical to each other at 48. Uh, Devin Booker's at 48.9, and uh, Jason Tatum is at a 48.8. Three-point percentage, same thing. 37% for Devin Booker, 36% for Jason Tatum. So they're almost mirror images of each other right now. Um, and the only difference right now is just that – the true shooting percentage for Jason Tatum is just a tick higher at 63.5% as opposed to Devin Booker, who's about 60%. Um, and then Devin Booker's overall player efficiency rating is slightly lower than, than Jason Tatum, which encompasses the entire picture of everything uh, at 27.38, where Jason Tatum is at 31.76. So listen, Suns fans are going to, they're going to back their guy no matter what. And we should like he is, he is absolutely deserving to be in that conversation. And I haven't watched a lot of Boston Celtics games, but I have watched Jason Tatum play multiple times. I think he's a tremendous player. I think at the end of the day, it is going to come down to Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, and Giannis Antetokounmpo in terms of who is going to get that MVP. Because I don't care until Luka Doncic or Steph Curry and their teams rise up to the level of these three they're out of the conversation. I don't want to hear about how transcendent Luka Doncic is and how many points he's putting up or rebounds or triple. He could average a triple-double for the rest of the season, and I don't give a shit because if you're not playing on a team that's above 500, you're out of the conversation. That's not good enough. That's just not good enough. So um, I, I'm excited because Devin. I think right now people are waking up this morning and they're like, we need to pay attention to this dude. We got to pay attention to Devin Booker. And Jason Tatum and Devin Booker kind of having that it's almost like, hey, it's almost like Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. You got coast-to-coast -coast rivalry, um, and we're going to see that shit next Wednesday. I'm already pumped up for it. Like, I want that game to start, like, tonight. So <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have, like, a pit in my stomach, not because I don't think that Devin is capable of handing the business over to Jason Tatum, but it's, it's just going to feel like there's a lot on the line in that game. And I know, listen, I know. Everyone will say a ring is more important than these individual player accolades. And you are absolutely correct. However, I still want Devin to get credit where credit is due, even if it's not winning the MVP, but having his name in the conversation, having the respect given to him for the type of player that he has grown into and what he's capable of doing. And keep in mind, too, he's doing all of this down multiple teammates. Right. Chris Paul hasn't played for what, nine games or 11 games. Uh, Cam Johnson's missed nine or 11. I think it's one of the two, the opposite. Jay Crowder didn't come through the whole season. So Devin has had to carry a lot more of the load so far this season as well. And I know Jason Tatum, like he's had to deal with injuries with the Celtics and everything as well. So I'm not discrediting that. But I do think it's worth at least noting that Devin has had to carry quite a bit of the load here. 
Well, I will say that J- uh, Jason Tatum has not had to carry as much load as Devin Booker has. And Jason Tatum, yes, he's had to deal with injuries on his team as well, but not to the degree of De- what Devin Booker's had to deal with. And incorporating new guys into that rotation. Uh, the Celtics have have a lot of veterans, um, guys that have been like the old guard, if you will, uh, that that have been around that organization and that franchise that are coming off the bench. Whereas the Suns, I mean, listen, we're incorporating three, four new guys into that rotation as we speak. And Jock Lendell, Dwayne Washington, guys like that. So um, I just think Devin's just taking this phenomenal step forward into this this conversation for MVP because he warrants it. And it's not because of us as being fans. We're just being biased. It's because his play has absolutely been legitimate enough to put him in that conversation to warrant an MVP consideration. And I'm, I couldn't be happier for, for that guy because he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, before we put a bow on this, a couple more things I want to share with you guys. First and foremost, our friends over at OGs. You know how much we love them here at PHNX. They are some of the best people who create some of the best products. The flavors are fantastic. Haven't had one that I did not like. Okay, so flavoring, check. Then they have different products for different needs, right? If you want to just chill out, you're looking to have a a little bit of a fun time. If you need a good night's rest, they've got products for all of those things. So check there. It's easily accessible, right? You can find them online at ogsbrands.com. You can find them at your local dispensary. Super easy to get a hold of these products. Check. What more do you need? That's three in a row. OGs has got you guys covered. If you want to check them out, again, ogsbrands.com. You can also find them on Instagram, at ogsbrands, and, of course, your local dispensary, like I just said. But remember, you do have to be 21 years or older to enjoy. And um, just like with Four Peaks, we ask that you enjoy them responsibly. Always got to rejoin those responsibly. Uh, one of my responsibilities, obviously, is being the GM here at PHNX is uh, sometimes I have to go on meetings. And, you know, today's meeting that I have at one o'clock is pretty tough. It's on a golf course. And it's just, you know, it's just the life of a GM. It's a oh grind. Oh, my God. You know how it is. Poor thing. <laughs> Poor me. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sporting my Bad Birdie merch because it is fantastic. It's colorful. Uh, this is a nice little quarter zip that they hooked me up with. Uh, a lot of our peeps around the office have been wearing a lot of the Bad Birdie merch. You can see the Sun Devils guys. They've been rocking it the most. Uh, polos, quarter zips. Uh, I mean, they got everything. Hats that are phenomenal. So you can check them out. BadBirdieGolf.com. And if you use the promo code, I had just had it. It is PHNX Bad Birdie. Uh, if you use that promo code, you can save yourself up to 15% off of any Bad Birdie merch by going to BadBirdieGolf.com. It's fantastic. It's comfortable as hell. I love it. It looks great. So many great designs. Take advantage, 15% off. Again, that promo code is PHNX Bad Birdie. Um, save yourself 15%. Okay, so let's kind of put a bow on this. So we're going to use Eddie Johnson's tweet to do that because Eddie Johnson had shared on this on Twitter. He said, the ladder for MVP will change rapidly as the season goes along. And so starting tomorrow, Jason Tatum and Devin Booker are one and two in the MVP race, the two best teams in each conference, and both players have had key teammates out all year. Winning matters and not gaudy stats. And then he at the NBA. And I think Eddie, like, I know Eddie has a little bias towards Devin and the Suns, but Eddie also does a pretty good job of just speaking his truth from what he's seeing based on his credentials. 
And I think he hits the nail on the head here. Like this whole show was not to, like you said it three times at minimum. It's not to take away from Jason Tatum. Mm -hmm. It's to show that while Jason Tatum is having a great year and should be in the conversation, so should Devin Booker for the same reasons as why we're having the conversation around Jason Tatum. Yeah, I mean, Jason Tatum has a significant advantage in being on the East Coast, and we all know about the East Coast bias. Whether you want to acknowledge it or not, there is an East Coast bias, right? Unless you're from L.A., then there's a little bit of a different narrative there. But um, it's just, it, it is what it is. And because of that, a lot of times players out here west of the Mississippi just don't get as much love as they should. And it takes phenomenal, you know, efforts and phenomenal, you know, season performances to even get them into a conversation that they should have been a part of the entire time. If Devin Booker were on the Boston Celtics and Jason Tatum were on the 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 Phoenix Suns, we'd be having the same conversation about Jason Tatum and not Devin Booker. Like that is what it is. And so you know, we we have to do our part, right? We have to do our part to make sure that we're putting our, uh, you know, our guy in front of as many people and as many eyes as possible. It might feel biased, but it's not. It's like, listen, I I feel like I my myself personally, I feel like I try not to be as biased um, as a lot of other people will be. I I feel like I want to say it how I see it. And right now I see it as a neck and neck race between Jason Tatum and Devin Booker. And why? It's because Jason, uh, because Devin Booker has significantly taken a step up in the absence of key players on his team played at a higher level is reaching numbers that are career highs. And, and now as a 26 year old phenom uh, and, and he's the leader of this franchise and he will be until the day he retires. Like he deserves, he deserves all the love possible again, Everybody out here on the West Coast, everybody here in the Southwest, we need to create a Southwest bias. We have that shirt, by the way, in our PHNX locker. We have to have that Southwest bias, and we got to promote the hell out of Devin Booker at every single step of the way. You can also buy merch that says MVP1 to promote that on national TV when you're going to the games and they're showing those TNT games or next week against the Boston Celtics. You can wear that and just, you know, kind of show it to Jason Tatum like, hey, this is this is the real one. And so Devin Booker's got a tremendous opportunity to kind of stay in this conversation as we move forward. I look I very much look forward to that. Um and just he's on a different level right now. He's he's in a different kind of mode right now. And again, I've said this, I said this last night, I said this the game before. It's beautiful to watch what he's doing and how this team is playing and really rallying around him. Cause I think everybody understands, like, hey, this could be really something special here for, for Devin Booker if if we do this the right way. And I have no doubt that he will. You know, so I really appreciate that you try to bring an unbiased approach to these conversations because I'll be the first one to admit that I do not. Um, <laughs> I'm absolutely biased, but I think it's because I get a little defensive to be completely honest with you. I think that's where my, my maybe like frustration, or if I go look for confirmation for what I feel like without, with like maybe ignoring some of the other things, it's because I feel like I'm a little defensive when it comes to Devin Booker sometimes only because I don't think that he gets the credit he deserves. So I appreciate that you come with an unbiased kind of opinion around these because it offsets the fact that I am very biased in my opinion about this.
Well, I mean, you know, I, for the longest time, I, I said I, I said it on our show. I said it to Espo a hundred times. I said, listen, the reason why guys like John Morant, Steph Curry, um, and Giannis get as much love as they do is because they put things on highlight reels on a night-to-night basis, like yeah, because of their watching. athletic – their athletic stature, right? Um, Devin Booker isn't quite that guy. He's he's just not going to go dunk on somebody on a night-to-night basis. He's not going to cross over somebody like so ridiculously that he's on a highlight reel. You know, what I mean, he's not going to have you know you know uh, highlight reel level kind of blocks into the fifteenth row. Like it, Devin Booker is not um, by by NBA standards an athletic phenom you know he's not an abnormally like you have Giannis who's damn near seven feet tall dribbling the ball like a guard and just dunking on everybody in his path right John Morant will jump over everybody inside the arena and dunk on somebody right um these are the types of performances you're seeing but Jason Tatum and Devin Booker are a little different in that regard right Jason Tatum has the the measurables but he doesn't really put dudes on posters on a night-to-night basis he doesn't really do he's just a very solid player and Devin Booker is that as well and they make it look so easy that sometimes it's easy to just disregard them and think okay well their, their style points aren't really MVP worthy well 51 and 49 however you want to break it down is MVP worthy and these guys deserve their love and Jason Tatum gets plenty of it I mean, he's the front runner for MVP right now because he's on the East Coast. He is in Boston, and he's a very, very good player. I'm not taking that away from him. But Devin Booker should be right there, right behind him in that same conversation because he's equally as good, he's equally as talented, and he's equally as determined to prove everybody wrong. And, again, that that's the conversation we need to keep having because it's not going to stop until the end of the year. No, and we gotta we got to make sure we're having those conversations publicly, y'all. we got to keep – and this isn't to say, like, go fight with fan bases by any means, but it's sharing things on social media well, and when the all-star. <laughs> if anybody's good at fighting with other fan bases, it is definitely us Suns fans. True. Let's go. It's true. <laughs> to be fair, they started a lot of the time. So it's true. Saying. It's true. If only they had Jamal Murray, we wouldn't have <laughs> talked shit. So. Um, but all-star voting. Like, that stuff matters. It really does. Unfortunately, it does matter. So that's on us. We got we to gotta show up for our guy. So. Keep that in mind because I'll start voting opens in just a few weeks here. All right. Uh, one last thing to share with you guys. Game time. Game time is a phenomenal place to get tickets last minute to sporting events or concerts. And the best part about game time is you can save up to 60% on those tickets when you buy them last minute. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description of the show, whether you are watching on YouTube or listening on whatever platform you listen to your podcast on. And when I say last minute, I mean like you should check tonight or even tomorrow for maybe the game against the Rockets on Friday night because you could probably get tickets for really cheap. I have them right here. How much? $30 uh, right now to get you in the building to watch uh, from the upper deck. If you want to sit in the lower deck, uh, they have them as low as 2 or one thirty. One thirty. One thirty. That's a That's a great deal. Now. Let's talk about what everybody really wants to know. $69, nice, um, <laughs> to watch the Celtics next week uh, from the upper level, $69. If you want to sit lower level, folks, you're going to have to pay a little bit more than that. The cheapest I can see right now, $241 um, on the end of the court to sit in the lower level to watch the 
the Celtics play their beloved son. So, uh, and okay, if you wait until the last minute, it's going to get cheaper. Even still, though, that's a great deal when you're talking about two guys who are in this MVP race against each other, best team in the East, best team in the West. Like, that's a great deal to go watch that game. Absolutely. So, if you guys haven't checked out the Game Time app, make sure you do it, but make sure you use that link in the description of the show because it helps us out a lot. We appreciate your support. All right, Saul, any final thoughts? No, like again, we 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 can say it till we're blue in the face. But um, Suns fa- basketball is fucking fun, and Devin Booker's probably the number one reason why um, we're very lucky to have him here in the Valley. Uh, and you know, I, again, as as somebody that that you know was not, I wouldn't say I was a doubter, but I was skeptical about how how great can he be. And I've said it multiple times, like you got to continue to add to your bag and you got to be able to overcome things that maybe you were having trouble with before. Uh, go, even going back to the Mavs series and the double teams that they were throwing at him, you've seen him be able to navigate those much better this year. Mm-hmm. So if that happens again, he's not going to panic. He's not, he's going to know what to do. Like he's working through those processes. That's what makes the great players superstars and legends like and Devin Booker is an absolute legend here in the Valley uh, and he's only growing more and more every single day so again I'm just excited to watch this guy play basketball really we're all really fortunate to be able to do that you're absolutely correct all right Saul well thank you for having a conversation with me today I appreciate it um, everyone, I kind of like, like uh, just it's just us two. It's a little less chaotic. It's like, <laughs> it's like it's like we're just having a conversation. I don't have to hear Espo give me his nookie monster voice. You know what I mean? So it's kind of nice. Uh, but hopefully they both feel better. They've been a little bit under the weather. That's why they weren't here the yeah. last couple of days. Yeah, but hopefully we'll have them back. It's it's just like, you know, every once in a while, it's just a different change of pace. But it doesn't mean that it's better. It's mm. just a different change of pace every once in a while. Oh, I, I love it. When we're all together, it's way more fun. But I get what you're saying. It's a nice little change of pace every once in a while. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. Tomorrow on Friday, we will have a pregame show 30 minutes before tip-off. And then, of course, a postgame show once that game wraps up. Until then, be excellent. And you can also follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. And you can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. Hey! <laughs> I know, yes, last night, that I, <laughs> last night I was like, you can follow Saul at Saul. I was like, Saul what? <laughs> Saul, you want to do us the honors and take us home today? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, well, first of all, uh, you can't come here unless you support Devin Booker because we're the real ones. Bye-bye.